Oh, yeah, everything's fine. Welcome. This is Me and Luke, an upbeat, sometimes downbeat, story of my life with CLL. Well, hello. This is your host, Jim Smith, and I'm sorry, but it's been a while since I've done one of these podcasts. I've uh, been pretty tired for a while, and, and actually, to be honest with you, feeling kind of down. And uh, so it's, uh, I hadn't done a podcast for a while. I think that most of you listening to this either have a loved one who has CLL or you have it yourself, so you probably understand where I'm coming from. At any rate, I'm back up and around and feeling pretty good. And so I thought it was about time to get caught up and uh, check in with you guys. Today, we're uh, going to talk about a topic that isn't talked about too much. Um, kind of a sensitive topic, and so, of course, I'm going to hit it head on. Uh, about life, and more particularly, about uh, dying. Now, before you freak out on me, promise me you'll stick around. This is not going to be a downer. Uh, if anything, it is aimed at being an encouragement. Uh, because, you know, we may not want to admit it, but we all have certain fears about what it's going to be like on that day that everyone comes to, whether or not they're sick, uh, what it's going to be like. And uh, I thought this little story might give some encouragement. I wrote this about two years ago, and uh, it's written as a metaphor about life and about the end of life. And uh, I think, actually, well, I'm hoping that it'll give you some encouragement. So here we go. I hope you enjoy it. A tall, beautiful woman carried him through the gate. The carnival, full of colors and sounds, stretched for miles. She bought a big roll of tickets, and off they went. The woman paid one ticket, and a little train carried her giggling boy down the tracks. But he was growing and became too big for the train's small car. So she took his hand and walked him to the ponies. His was one of four, all hitched to a rotating post, making them walk in a circle. His heart raced with joy as the pony's muscles moved under him. Then, jumping off, he ran towards a long roll of booths. Each one had a different game to play. He was bigger now, so the woman gave him the tickets. The first game had lots of balloons with darts to throw at them. It took a while, but at the expense of many tickets, he hit his targets. The balloons exploded to his perfectly aimed darts. Now, more confident, he tried the next game. It took a long time to hit the bottles with his ball. Even when he did, they were heavy and difficult to knock down. But he was growing stronger, and after spending more tickets, the stack of bottles fell. While riding the Ferris wheel, he spotted a roller coaster at the other end of the carnival. The look of it scared him, but it was far away and there were so many other things to do. The rest of the afternoon, he took every ride, played every game, and grew into a young man. Finally, just before sunset, he stood at the last game. The roller coaster loomed above him. This game was harder than the rest. Arms aching, he threw the ball over and over, spending nearly all his tickets, but kept missing the target. The one remaining ticket in his pocket was not enough to keep going. A hand touched his shoulder. It was the woman who'd carried him through the gate so long ago. She was old with sad eyes but a comforting smile. She held his hand like they used to. 
Together they walked to the gate, where a kindly man took the last ticket and whispered, Don't worry, son. This coaster's built strong. There was only one car on the track. It rolled him over small hills and dips, nothing he couldn't handle. Then came the slow climb up a hill so high he couldn't see the top. He looked over the whole carnival clear back to where he'd started. The little train, the ponies, the game booths, and all the rides. And, finally, the old woman who'd seen him through it all, waving below. The top was getting closer now. His heart pounded. This ride was not like the others. He wanted off. The tracks disappeared beneath him, and with a clanging shudder, the car dove straight down. He fought off panic with a white-knuckled grip. But then, just before his fear reached its peak, he saw the tracks were about to level out. The gatekeeper was right. There'd been no reason to be scared. The one who'd built the roller coaster, and probably the whole carnival, built it well. The carnival was gone. The ride was done. He was safe now. In fact, he'd been safe all along. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. You know, I have lived long enough that I've seen my loved ones, my, my parents and, and others, die. And uh, it's an interesting process. Uh, as the days approach, uh, the person uh, becomes kind of accepting and uh, more calm about it. But as the moment happens, it's like a roller coaster. It's like you're going over that peak and you're coming down and then there's this crazy panic and fear. But then, all of a sudden, you realize that you're okay, that you're in God's hands, and, uh, and you let go, and it's all right. So, you know, we don't know when our time is coming. Uh, with CLL, quite often, we get to live a lot longer than other types of leukemia, but our day is coming. And I think that if we have a spiritual life of some sort, that we can hold on to, then we can be assured that, yeah, the one that made the roller coaster, he knew what he was doing. We're going to be okay. Well, anyway, you guys take care, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.